Hey everyone, welcome to episode 37. Today we're going to be talking about how it's not about you, but it is to you. So, the real question is this. What does it take to make the gospel come to life? If you are struggling with what you believe, or if you do believe, but you want to feel the truth on a deeper level, or even if you are experienced in your faith and you want to deepen your relationship with Christ even further, what steps can all of us take to not just bring the gospel to life, but to cause the gospel to bring life into us? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Robbins, and welcome to Bringing the Gospel to Life. Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. Um, Man, I am pumped about this one because I've been thinking about how to teach this for a long time, and finally the phrase dropped in my head that completely captures the truth I want to share. So um, today's episode is about how it's not about you, but it is to you. And here's uh, here's how this goes. So um, when I kind of started discovering and getting my my view on how I don't believe the scriptures are really about us, and that's like tier two learning when we talk about attitudes and behaviors, but what the scriptures really are about is they're about the Savior. And we shouldn't read these scriptures or go to conferences or do anything at church talking about us, but it should all, all be about him because the Spirit bears testimony of truth, and that's what will bring the most truth to us. And as I started to go about considering this new shift in my perspective, I remember teaching that to one of my seminary classes, and there was this one really dear, sweet girl. I love her to death. She is, she's one of the best, but like this concept really bothered her because growing up in the church, you kind of hear this all the time, especially from some of the greatest teachers. We talk about how, um, how the scriptures were written as your story or it's you can find yourself in the scriptures or like this is your story and I've heard a lot of people use that phrase in particular like this is your story or this is written about you or you can find yourself in this story and I did, I've felt good about that my whole life until over the last few years and then I and now I realize why it's bothering me so much and so when I started teaching this, I hadn't really thought the implications of this all the way through that. If I taught to people, okay, this story isn't about you anymore, it's actually about Christ, then like take yourself out of it. I didn't consider the implications that would have on some people's faith because some people's faith are really based around the concept that they have found themselves in the scriptures before and that the stories are about them. And they felt the spirit and had emotional experiences with that. And so she raises her hand and she's like, I don't feel good about that at all. Like this really bothers me. And as I tried to work through this with her, I realized why it bothered her and I and I understood her concern, but I didn't know how to address it. And just right now, um, I'm just sitting here reading a book about storytelling because I'm trying to get better at doing this. And I had this huge epiphany that made me realize, oh, I know how to change how people view this. Um, without offending anyone and it and that that statement is this that this gospel and the scriptures are not about you but they are to you okay it's not about you but it is to you it's not about you but it is to you and oh man I cannot wait to share this with like so many people and here's why this is oh this is such a huge deal for me because a lot of people they have this experience um, that the standards of the church and the scriptures of the church and the talks of the church are about us. And when that happens, they think that like when we talk about the law of chastity or when we talk about the word of wisdom or when we talk about or when we talk about going to church and we talk about keeping the Sabbath day holy, that like these are topics that are supposed to be about us. And when they don't withhold that standard, then all of a sudden they feel guilty. 
And that's why I've been trying to, to drive home for such a long time. Like, it's not about you. It's about Christ because then that removes that guilt factor. But I haven't figured out how to deal with the whole, well, what happens when I now disconnect my religion from my self-identity? Then there's like an identity crisis there, right? But uh, it's not about you, but it is to you, okay? You're the audience, but it's not about you. It's about Christ, Okay, here's why this matters. I want you to consider for a moment, you're reading the story of Nephi, and you read 1 Nephi 3, 7, it talks about how, I will go and do the things for the which the Lord hath commanded, for I know that he gives no commandment unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for him to accomplish it, or whatever it says. Now imagine you in your life, in that current situation, are not, there is a commandment that you are currently not keeping. When you read 1 Nephi 3, 7, and if we have this whole mindset of, okay, the scriptures are about you, and you read this whole commandment of this whole thing of Nephi saying, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. If you're not doing the things which you know the Lord has commanded you, all of a sudden Nephi's story causes you to feel this this level of guilt or this level of um, sadness because if the story's about you, but you're not doing what the story says, then you're, uh, you're disappointing someone, right? Or you're not enough. And uh, if I could teach people that Nephi isn't about you, but Nephi is about Christ, it would change everything. But the story of Nephi being about Christ is directed to you. You are the audience. Because here's the thing about storytelling, and that this is where this epiphany kind of came from, is I was just reading the story, and he talks about how when people, when you talk to people directly and tell them what they should or should not do, people throw up walls and like their defenses go up and you're not able to communicate with them clearly because they're too busy thinking about their imperfections and all this jazz. But when you tell people a story about somebody else, what will happen in their brain is they will create new beliefs because they're not thinking about themselves, but they're thinking about something else, but they will create new beliefs and then they themselves will take the actions that will cause them um, to... Uh, do the right thing. So let me give you an example. So let's say you're watching the movie Cars, right? And um, you 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 watch the story of Lightning McQueen and how he learns that um, he shouldn't be so focused on things, but he should be focused more on the people around him, right? Now, you can go to a two-hour movie watching where someone just rails on you and says, here's the re- all the reasons why you should care more about people than things. And a lot of people, and that's what our church meetings do a lot of times, and like you won't change from that. You just won't. You won't be inspired by that. But if you watch an emotional story from someone's perspective of how they learn that, naturally inside your own brain, you're going to create this belief that, man, I need to treat the people in my life more or better than the things in my life. And like that's just how humans work. For some reason, with stories, that's how our brains were written. That like when you watch it happen indirectly, you will create your own belief and you'll take your own action. But when we talk to people directly, then they don't do it. But this is why it's so important. Uh like because in the scriptures, like you've probably I don't know if you've ever thought this before, but like the characters in the scriptures sometimes are very unrealistic. Like if you take Nephi and you and you talk about how he goes and does everything all the time, it's like, man, like, how am I ever going to compete with that? And you're not supposed to because it's not about you. It's trying to set up a shadow or a reference to Jesus. It's talking about how Jesus goes and does things all the time. If you talk, if you read Abinadi and uh, you're like, you, you get you get this journey or you get this concept of man I shouldn't be ashamed for what I believe and I should be willing to live my gospel and live the truth no matter what the people around me do like you have this expectation you have this you have this 
you have like this pressure behind that comment. But if, if Abinadi dying is about Jesus dying for what he believed, and then his belief, his death caused belief in one follower, his name was Alma, right? And if Alma going to, um, t- teach to the people who were in slavery, if that's not about you, but if it's about Jesus, and if you read about how Ammon going to deliver the people of King Limhi, isn't a story about how you can go and help your friends in bondage, but no, it's Jesus who went and helped his friends in bondage. He came to save us, right? Then somewhere along the line, you're going to build this own belief in your head that like, oh my gosh, Jesus really is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I should follow him more. That's what will happen. If the story is not about you, but it is to you, if the message isn't about you, but it is to you, that causes movement in people. That causes change. Um, so oh, that I've finally figured out how to talk about it because I know a lot of teachers, I know a lot of people who their gospel paradigm is completely shaped around that. They're like, the gospel's about them. No, the gospel's about him, but it's to you. Have you ever gotten spam emails where like in your email, like you go and it says, oh, there's a special message waiting for you in this, in this letter. You're like, ooh, really? Especially for me? And then you open it and you're like, gosh, dang it. It's just spam, right? Um, ah, like that's what the gospel is. It's not about you. It's to you. And if we can do that, I can, we can now save people's identity where they don't feel like they've been living a lie this whole time. They can understand why they've been feeling truth to that statement. But also now we can remove the guilt and the concern because we realize he's already done everything we need, we need to do. And all we can, all we need to do now is decide if we want to follow him or not. And we'll start keeping the commandments as an expression of our gratitude towards him and as a way for us to draw closer to him and not a way for us to try to earn righteousness or become worthy. And I am, oh man, I cannot wait to share this with people, but I can't right now because we're sitting at home and I don't get to teach my students every day. But to those of you who listen to this, I hope you share this with your families. It's not about you. It's about him. Nephi's story is about him. Moses' story is about him. The children of Israel's stories, it's about him, but the message is to you. So hopefully you will start to follow him. Um, if you've ever thought the scriptures or the things in there are unrealistic with what, with what people do or you felt this pressure to live up to the standards, that's because it wasn't intent. It wasn't written for that intent. It was written to you about him. And that is huge. And that is providing me with an incredible amount of clarity right now. And I hope it does for you. Um, Please, if this helps you, will you share this with someone? And will you comment? And will you post on the Facebook page? And will you help me know what you would change from this paradigm or how you would phrase it differently? But that for me right now is just striking me so deep to the core. And I hope it does for you too. Um, but what I also hope we'll do is I hope it's kind of a polarizing message because, um, I want to share messages that really get people thinking. Um, I remember I shared this at the start of my podcast, but the job of a teacher is not to tell you what to think, but to give you questions to think about. I want you to think about that. Um, what do you think about the fact that of me saying it's not about you, but it is to you? What does that cause you to think or to feel or what, what experiences can you connect with that? Or where do you disagree with that? And whatever this brings to your mind, I, I want to hear it and I want you to share it with the people around you. So please do so. And I hope this uh, reaches you how it's reaching me right now. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow.
Hey, sorry, I actually did end the episode just barely, but then I had a thought come back to us, so I just want to kind of tag this on on the end. Um, there are a ton of scriptures that kind of back up. Gosh, I totally should have shared this, but there are a ton of scriptures that back up this concept that I'm talking about. If you go and read the scriptures, just just guess in your mind. How many scriptures are there in the in the Book of Mormon where it talks about how the scriptures were written about us? Just think for a moment. Let me ask you this question. How many scriptures are in the scriptures that you can think of where it talks about how the scriptures were written about Christ? Okay, here's my final question for you. How many scriptures in the, in the scriptures can you think about where it says that the scriptures are about him, but they were written to us, like we're the audience? Okay. If you're a scriptural guru, then you know there are tons and tons and tons of verses about being it being written about Christ, but where it says we're written to you. Moroni talks about how he sees us in our day, right? And he's sending this message to us, but it's not about us. It's to us, but it's about him. Nephi talks about how he loves to persuade people to believe in Christ. It's not about us. It's about him and him persuading us to come to Christ. It's to us about Christ. Um... I, my favorite one is in uh, John chapter 5. It talks about how search these, and he's talking about the scriptures, search these for in them you think you have eternal life. And um, they, and then it says this phrase, they are they which testify of me. I'm not sure at what point in our lives we've had people decide that the scriptures were about us. Maybe that's a lie from Satan. And I don't want to say that to mean because I know there's people out there who that's how they view the gospel at the moment. But I'm trying to help you break through so the scripture can or so the test Holy Ghost can bear testimony of of the gospel to you so much more powerfully. Um, so I'm trying not to be too strong about it, but I feel strongly about this. I hope you can feel that like it's not about you. It's about him, but it's to you. And you will find that as you read and as you watch General Conference and as you go to church and you have that frame, you're not, you're stop looking for yourself in these stories. You start looking for him in these stories, but you look at it as a message to you about him. You will watch the scriptures just pop and they will come to life. And you're, oh man, you will feel it so much more powerfully as you listen to messages. So, okay, sorry. I just wanted to add that last thought on there to you. Love you guys. Hope you enjoy this and I'll talk to you tomorrow.